What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Hoop Collective is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear. More driven. Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to let you know about another great ESPN podcast, The Low Post. Get the inside scoop on all the biggest NBA news as the biggest names in the game join ESPN's Zach Lowe, featuring in-depth conversations, breaking news, reaction, and analysis, and coverage of the biggest events on the NBA calendar. The playoffs are finally here, so be sure to check it out. Follow The Low Post as well as The Hoop Collective wherever you get your podcasts. The Ultimate Fighter, the reality show that brings top MMA prospects together under one roof to compete for a UFC contract, is back. Stream the season premiere on Tuesday, June 1st, only on ESPN+. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Friday morning. Because we waited until the end of this Suns-Lakers game. Tim McMahon, you're in Dallas, Texas. Howdy, partners. I think I'm about as close to you as I am to Denver. And in fact, I'm going to look that up while I introduce Tim Bontemps in, uh, in uh, where are you, Boston, Massachusetts. Well, as long as you're that not is, that close that to Bontemps, you're all right. That's right. All right, let me see how far I am from Dallas, Texas. And the reason this is relevant, guys, is because right now we started this recording this podcast before the end of Portland, Denver. Nope, six fifty one, it tells me to Omaha. All right. Six sixty nine is what it says from my actual spot. So it's a it's about a hundred miles farther. I can't watch that game, that Denver game, because I'm blacked out, because NBA TV blacks it out. Uh, I'm deemed in the local Denver market. And by the way, tens of thousands, if not millions of people in Denver couldn't watch this game either because there's a contract dispute um, with the carriage and NBA TV was blacked out there too. And if I was a Nuggets, it's been going on for two or three years or something like that. And if I was a Nuggets fan, I'd be really mad about it. And I don't know who to blame, but the NBA probably should have tried to figure this out and and look a lot of mavericks fans dealt with the same stuff because they've got some they've got a you know the cable versus the uh regional network and all that crap going on too so game two went over the clippers luca putting on a show you know putting the, the the clippers kind of on the brink a lot of folks here couldn't watch that and that's ridiculous oh i didn't realize that wow that's wild all right, we'll talk about that later. So first off, we stayed up late because we wanted to watch the Lakers' sons. And um, the Lakers fans got to be feeling good. The Lakers themselves were feeling good. They had their swagger going in this one in the second half. Um, probably the most swagger I've seen the Lakers play with in about four months. You know, they had it going early in the year before we, all their injuries happened. Um, really sort of found their stride uh take a 2-1 lead in this series. And look, there's a lot of stuff going on in this series. Chris Paul is absolutely not right. The concept that he was going to bounce back from that stinger, it just hasn't happened. Uh, Devin Booker, um, partially because Chris Paul isn't right and is drawing more attention from the Lakers. Devin Booker, 6-19, and and you know, he's just you know he's just not getting it done. Um, you know, the... There's time left in this series. I mean, really, the Suns really just have to win on Sunday, and, you know, they're back in business. But, you know, if you watched this game, and if you didn't, um, I can just tell you, the Lakers got going. And really, 
it ended up becoming a little bit of a um, <laughs> became a little testy late in the game because the Lakers were, you know, strutting on the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Booker got thrown out for a flagrant two foul on Dennis Schroeder. Um, and those two have been going at it the whole second half. Um, I'll tell you one of the crazy things at the foul line in this game, the second half, every time there was a free throws, the teams were just jawing at each other, jawing at each other. Well, LeBron, Le- LeBron and Jay Crowder have hated each other since they spent like a week and a half together in Cleveland. <laughs> they hated each other before that when Crowder was with uh, yeah, the Celtics. Good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's remembered from with LeBron shipping Isaiah Thomas out of town that week. But you know, he yeah. also said goodbye. Yeah, but he didn't want. Yeah, he didn't want. And and Crowder, I remember when Crowder got to Utah. I'm like, hey, you know, what, how you doing, man? He's like, dude, I had to get out of there. I'm so glad to be out of there. It's the one stop that he's had that it, that he wasn't, you know, liked in the right. locker room and, and a good fit. But they can't stand each other, and LeBron just loves. Uh, taking it to him in the playoffs. Yeah, there was a moment in the third quarter after the Lakers got um, really the game under control, and Crowder was just leaning on LeBron before an inbounds, and the ball was it, it was right in front of the Laker bench, and LeBron is smiling, and Crowder is just glaring at him and leaning on him, and LeBron posts him up, and the Laker bench mm-hmm. is just enjoying every second of it, and he slipped him on a spin move and went in for a reverse layup and scored, and you know that was when you know the full clowning. The clowning was on after that. When he, when he made that spin, I thought he was going to go up and dunk it. And I, I think I, mean, I think DeAndre Ayton came nuts. over and prevented that. But um, yeah. Anyway, Crowder got ejected too. He got a couple of technicals. He was you know he got he 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 eventually got thrown out for John at Schroeder, probably because of what happened with Schroeder and uh, and Booker Booker body slammed him. So. You know, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you got Chris Paul, Bontemps, with one arm, and everything that's happened in the series, and everything that's going to go about it, and, and the way the draw and the play in tournament, everything. I mean, that's all relevant and important. But if the Suns can't play with Chris Paul at at operating capacity, this is a this is it's just not not going to be a series. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few months, a few weeks ago, I should say, uh, there's somebody on a podcast who was going on and on mm-hmm. about the depth of the Phoenix Suns. And I believe there are a couple other people on a podcast talking about the depth of the Phoenix Suns that did not like the depth of the Phoenix Suns and thought they had five or six players that they trusted and everybody else they weren't sure no, about. And- okay, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, you you are correct. They do not have another <laughs> Hall of Fame point guard behind them. You guys are right. I was I just wrong. Said, I, just, I apologize. I just, Listen, I had to. I just had to get you a little wound up there. Yeah. But but look, in all in all seriousness, that's hard to do. It's hard to do. In all in all seriousness, to your point, this series is the way it is because of Chris Paul's injury. No disrespect to the Lakers, they've they've controlled the last two games, in particular in the second half of this game tonight. They did a great job of using their size and physicality on defense to make life difficult for the Suns, and they have taken control of the series. But the reason that has happened is because Chris Paul is not Chris Paul and not even close to being Chris Paul. And I know campaign had a bunch of points in game two. I know he hit some shots in the fourth, in the fourth quarter of game three, but the Los Angeles Lakers do not care if campaign makes 12 shots in a row, they're not going to guard him and they're going to put like Austin rivers is doing right now. Exactly right. (laughs) And they're going to send two guys at Devin Booker every time he gets over half court. And that's what they're going to do. And look, at the end of the day, that's the way the series is going to go unless Chris Paul can get back to normal. Because despite the fact that LeBron James has had a couple bursts in these games, but otherwise hasn't really attacked the rim, despite the fact that half of the Laker team came up with some kind of injury in this game, you had KCP go to the locker room, we'll see what happens with him. Anthony Davis is grabbing at his knee. Like They have all kinds of issues. They haven't looked great. But the Suns just aren't going to be able to score enough if you've got Mm. the whole defense collapsing on Devin Booker and you've got Chris Paul either out there as a complete non-entity or you have campaign next to him. Um, and that's especially if you have Jay Crowder, who I think is now uh, one for 97 from three in the first three games. Like if he's not going to hit shots, I don't care how tough a guy he is or what defense he's playing on LeBron. He's got to make threes, mm-hmm. especially him and Mikael Bridges both, for them to have any chance to make up for this Chris Paul injury. But even if they hit shots, if, if Chris isn't right, it's just hard to see how this is going to be very competitive. No, Chris is left now. He's the, the right is non-existent. <laughs> That's true. 
But, I mean, you've got Chris Paul basically with, you know, one arm, his strong arm tied behind his back, playing against the team that has the best defense in the yep. NBA. And it, it looks like it. And, you know, the Lakers, it's still not beautiful offensively, but since a stinker in game one, Anthony Davis looks like AD. And, you know, LeBron, I mean, he might not be peak LeBron right now, but 75%, 80% LeBron still a pretty tough dude to deal with. Yeah, and the thing about this this game that I – well, the Lakers played in the second quarter of this game, and I don't think we need to analyze this thing like it's, uh, you know, finals game five in 2-2 series. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers – Missed like twelve or thirteen shots at one point in the second quarter. Of this there was game. a seven-minute period where the two teams combined for eleven points. Right, so that was the chance for the Suns to to take control of the game. Yes, the Lakers, as they sometimes do, went cold offensively, and the Suns not only didn't take advantage, they were behind at the half despite that. They and missed a lot of missed a lot of open mid-range shots. At one point, had a four-on-two. They somehow didn't score on. I mean, just really. It was a really big missed opportunity for them. Yeah, and then in the third quarter, you know, when LeBron definitely started feeling it going to the basket, and then yep. AD, AD, you know, he he and AD were playing two man game. AD, um, you know, starting to get some traction, had over thirty points. But Look, this that's is... that's the whole key for the Lakers, right? Whenever LeBron gets aggressive and can get to the rim, it changes everything for that team. And when they're a jump shooting team and they don't have him making those attacks, I know Dennis Schroeder did a decent job getting to the rim in this game, but like. They're just a totally different team when LeBron's aggressive. And like you said, that third quarter, he took off. Their defense was physical. They got up in the Suns. And especially without Chris, they just couldn't really handle it. The thing about it is, you know, we see things change a lot in the postseason. You know, I, I one of my sayings is that there's always time, which when we talk about the Clippers later, I'm going to be bringing that back up. Playoff series are long. Seasons are long. Games are long. There's there's always time for things to play out. Ten days ago, the Lakers and their fans were salty AF because they had to play in the play-in tournament. They were going to have to, you know, the situation wasn't working out for Air them. Force? You know, LeBron didn't look great. Um, uh, I didn't even hear what he said. Uh, he said Air. He said Air Force. Okay. He said AF. Um, <laughs> FA. Um, the uh, you know just it wasn't looking great. Now. They look like they've got some traction, which you figured they were going to get. It was just a matter of whether it was going to be in time before, you know, and it looks like it is. And the Clippers are in the toilet. And, you know, you start to look at the bracket over there and you're like, you know, this might set up really nice for them because the Lakers may essentially inherit the number two seed. Um, Well, listen, uh, you know, for the Clippers, if there's a silver lining here, it's that, look, they obviously did not want to see the Lakers in the playoffs, and it looks like they will accomplish that goal. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, in 10 days, we may be, be singing a different story. I mean, that's that's the nature of it. You know, maybe in five days, we may be singing a different story. You know, the Suns only have to really win one. If I don't think they're coming back from 3-1 on LeBron James. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, this like we like yeah, we said. This just this just whatever. comes down to what Chris Paul looks like the rest of the series. If he if he looks no doesn't because if I, he looks the same, they have no. no chance. I mean, they're they're just it, not going to they'll lose the next two and it'll be over. They have a slim chance if he gets back. To, like, there's a reason that despite having home court advantage, the Suns were still significant underdogs in this series. Well, I mean, they had to play out of their minds to be able to beat the Lakers and, and, and probably have the Lakers struggle. I, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that. I don't think the Lakers have played that great in the series and the Suns did not play great in game two and still almost won with Chris Paul, not as a complete non-factor. Like Chris Paul has been a non-factor in the series. since the end of the second quarter of game two or game one. Like it, that has totally thrown this up in the air. Cause like, again, even today, it's not like the Lakers were great in this game. Like they yeah, sort LeBron of won looked, by default. LeBron looked good, like for about six or seven minutes, but on balance, LeBron didn't have like a great game. I mean, he finished nine for nineteen. He I, he had I think what twenty twenty one and seven. I mean, look, they it's yeah twenty one and nine. Yeah, yeah I mean, tournament. he got the job done. I mean, look, they won the game. I, I, it's well, I'm not... just saying he's going to get better. I is what I think. I don't think he's. Right. 
you know. Well, look, no, the he's not thing, peak LeBron. He's not close to The biggest to thing it. for them, honestly, like the biggest thing for the Lakers about this is if they can, like, let's say Chris can't get right and the Lakers can win these next two games and close this out in five. Like, this Denver-Portland series is probably going longer than five. And if mm-hmm. that, if any extra days he can get off could be the thing that determines how far they go in the playoffs. Like, he, the because you're right, Brian, the better he gets, like, that's that could be the number one determining factor in – who wins the title, let alone who wins the series or who gets out of the West. Like that, that's such a huge thing. And any extra time off he can get would be huge. Yeah. So um, it's not quite over with, but um, as we're actually recording this, there's 12 seconds left and Denver is up seven. So it looks like Denver is going up two one. That is a huge victory for the Nuggets. Um, I know that they're, you know, the three seed and you, you expect them to win, but uh, they lost game one, and obviously, <laughs> I mean, look, guys, they are starting. Uh, uh, their their starting backcourt is Fasundo Campazzo, who is definitely got a bunch of international experience, but is an NBA rookie and was their third string point guard, you know, two months ago. And he's five foot That's ten. Right. He's a five foot ten, thirty year old rookie. Right. I mean, come on. Um, their other starting guard is Austin Rivers, who had a great game to, in this game tonight. Hit five threes. Um, he was a ten day guy about six weeks ago. Yeah, after sitting on the couch, that for a was months. who they are. That's who their starting backcourt is, and they are uh, trying to get to the second round. Now, granted, their front court is awesome. And uh, Jokic mm-hmm. had a great game, another great game tonight. Um, but uh, you know this the the runaway MVP, Nicole. Please <laughs> refer to him by his rightful. Well, name. maybe I can't vote for him for MVP because I can't freaking watch the game. <laughs> Which I did vote for him for MVP, by the way. Um, twenty for thirty-eight from three in this game for Denver. That will get it done on the road. No kidding. Um, and ultimately, at the end of the day, the Blazers and I—I I mean, I didn't see it. I will watch highlights later. And by the way, guys, I know that I can get an illegal stream. I'm aware <laughs> of that. Okay. But you're a man, old NBA, man, Wendy, chiming in with no. I complained about this a couple of years ago, and the NBA, somebody from the NBA, called me and said, "Hey, let me give you this sign-on." and you can just watch all the games no matter of blackout dates. And I'm like, yes, I know that it's possible. That's not the point. It's <laughs> not the point. The point is you should be able to watch a team that's 550 miles away. But I digress. Well, and it's also just completely insane that playoff games are being blacked out. Like, come on. Yeah. I, like, I, I mean, look, blackout rules are insane these days anyway. They shouldn't happen. But, like, playoff games being blacked out. Like, I had no idea that you couldn't watch – Clippers Mavs in Dallas like that's insane and this is completely no, I mean insane. like it's it's a bunch of people you know it's people who like several different cable things and it's, it's the same thing the beef with the regional network blah 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 and then you know you've got to get like this specific streaming thing to get that and it's just it's just a look, guys, it's not just the nuggets I also am blacked out of the Timberwolves which is a, plus a lot of playoff games going. there and the and the uh, the thunder because um, I, I I'm blocked out of Omaha, Nebraska, the center of the NBA universe. Uh, every team claiming it uh, yes. as its own market. And by the way, um, nowadays I stream everything. But like two three years ago, when I bought League Pass, like on the actual through cable, they didn't have the games in HD. Wow. Wow. So, and and, uh, granted, I understand that I'm not in an NBA hotbed. I get it. You know. Well, you are in an NBA hotbed because you can't watch any of these scenes, clearly. Yeah. They do have cable in Omaha, though. We got it. We just got it last week. Don't knock the Golden City on the hill. Don't knock it. Um, So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. My point is it's uh, it's messed up and uh, it it does disadvantage fans, and it's been a problem for a long time, and nobody seems to care. Um, But uh, so. There's a lot riding on this. I don't quite understand. I don't quite understand why there sh- there should be so much riding on this series for the Blazers. If they somehow win this series over a wounded Denver team, it's not like they're 
championship aspirations are really that different. But for some reason, as I talk to executives and people in the league, they're like, well, if Denver beats, wins this series, if Portland doesn't make it out of the first round, then Terry Stotts, there's a good chance he's going to be fired. There's a chance that they could look to make changes to their roster. Who knows what else might happen? You know, obviously there's Damian Lillard rumors out there about what his content would be. But whether they win the series or not, they're going to have the same roster. They're going to well, have listen, the same challenges. But, but listen, they, this, the NBA, the NBA is this, this, like everything else, is about perception, right? And if the, Lake, if the Blazers win this series and advance, the perception will be that they've gotten out of the first round of the playoffs for, what, three out of the last five years or whatever. And they're still, one of the, they're still among the contenders in the West. And maybe they make an upgrade and you can go in the next seat. You can talk yourself into a lot of things. Heck. They could get in the next round, and they could they could advance. Who knows? Like you win the but series, they did make the roster upgrades this year. They they traded the picture. I, I understand that. I'm 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 I agree with your position on what people should think. I'm saying what the perception is, and if the perception the perception of the team is dramatically different, if they win this playoff series and have a chance to advance again, or if they lose to a Denver Nuggets team, who, as you aptly pointed out is starting a 30-year-old rookie and a guy they signed to a 10-day contract in April who got cut by the Knicks, right? Like, that is a much different scenario to look at. And I think if you lose this series to Denver, you have to – you the, the cold, hard reality of what this team is is staring you in the face. And that's and why this can, is a, And you can look it off if you win the right. series. And this is a costly loss. Now, that series isn't over at all. I mean, like, you know, Denver is susceptible, McMahon. But Dame Lillard turns 31 on July 15th. Yeah. So. And, you know, we, we can talk about guys who, you know, the, the one team, I guess of the one team, like players of just perennial all-star caliber, I don't, who, who compares to him in terms, like Reggie Miller at least made a finals. Um. You know, at some point, like I, I respect and admire the loyalty, but at some point, he is going to have to make a decision: Do I want to have a legitimate chance to compete for a championship, or do I want to say if it doesn't happen in Portland, it, it doesn't mean as much? Thirty-seven points in this loss tonight, which is now games now over. It was five of sixteen on threes. He must have been hoisting. Uh, again, I'll have to wait for some sort of replay. Um, <laughs> but uh, fifteen to thirty-one overall. So. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, they, they've got, you know, they've they've got a a springy performance by Damian Lillard. A springy. I mean, he had some, yeah, dude, he had some ridiculous finishes oh. above the rim. Guess I'll have to wait for Sports Center highlights. <laughs> um, hey, were you able to to see this I, game? I, I don't know if you heard, but I but I didn't. Um, so, yeah. How does that make you feel? I don't have an opinion on it. I'm professional. Um, I did a story that uh, ran uh, today about Michael Malone and how he's uh, tried to keep this uh, team together. And when a, one of the things, uh, because earlier tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, dismantled the... Um, I was going to say, we're 20 minutes on the pod. We haven't talked one word about the demolition by the Bucks. we got to well, get to them. Well, here, here we go. Um, I was talking to, to Michael about for that story. And um, this wasn't in the story at all. This was just another conversation we were having. And he was just saying um, the, this season, he goes, I, he goes, I know that not everybody is going to understand it. He's like, but we have felt such a hangover from the bubble. And he's Mm -hmm. out there, you know, he's pointing, he said, you know, really the final four teams that made it last year he felt really paid a toll this season. Uh, that would be the Heat, the Celtics, the Lakers, and the uh, and the Nuggets. And you look at that, and and uh, I mean, other teams obviously had rough patches with injuries, but you look at those four teams, and they're all sucking wind one way or another. The Lakers just look like they may end up getting back on their feet just in time. We'll see. Um, but you know, Malone just talked about. He's just like, man. He's like, we are we are barely getting through here. And um, you know, uh, I think if the Nuggets are able to win this series, it will be it'll be a terrific accomplishment based on everything that they've had to go through. Because it's not just Jamal Murray who got hurt. It's they've been decimated with their other guards. 
Do yeah, they have no, they have not like none of their rotation guards are, are available. Right. But well, Monte and, Morris is back, but he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, he's back now. So, and, but by the way, all, all of what you just said makes what Jokic has done this season that much more incredible. This dude did not miss a single game and has carried a team that has had just you know like the bumper falling off. You know the the transmission goes out. How many games it and this it? thing's still cruising down the highway. How many games what? A million and six. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Supercuts. Let's face it, life is busy. Between work and family and more work, our to-do lists have a way of getting longer instead of shorter. Luckily, Supercuts is here to make at least the haircut part of your life easy. Supercuts is perfect for people who need a haircut, but don't have a ton of time for a haircut. No more scouring the web for salons with availability. You can use the Supercuts app to find the location nearest to you and check in or just walk in. Another bonus, the salon shows estimated wait times, so you know exactly what you're in for. That way, you're only in salon when you need to be. Don't expect to stay a while. As for the cut itself, it's always super solid. Thanks to Supercut's highly trained stylists. Get in, get out, and get to that thing that you needed a haircut for. Whether you've got a big presentation coming up or a wedding, or you just need some upkeep, Supercut's makes getting a haircut effortless. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on Supercuts.com. With the safe return of live events, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. That's right. Every alley-oop slam, every one-timer, every sideline grab can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn rewards like free tickets. All you have to do is collect stamps, redeem, and repeat. It's that easy. From upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the events that matter to you. So grab your tickets today and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Visit vividseats.com to download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Ron Temps, um, the Bucks had to deal with their loss to Miami last year. They had to confront how yep. to handle that. And they, you know, it hung over them for a long time. It still hangs over them to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and um, it's not the same Miami team, clearly, but it's not the same Bucks team either. No, it is not. And, and gentlemen, I'd like to talk to you about two teams. Uh, one team went into last weekend, had a chance to control their destiny in terms of who they would play in the first round of the playoffs and beyond. And they chose Ooh. to play it out and play their players. Uh, and they beat the crap out of the Miami Heat last uh, Saturday. And I know Jimmy Butler, I believe, didn't play in that game with the back injury. But still, they played all their starters. They won the game handily. And guaranteed they played the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs. And there were a lot of people who criticized the Milwaukee Bucks for doing that and said, oh, man, the Bucks should have tanked that game, should have made sure they didn't play the Heat, should have made their road as easy as possible in the playoffs. Then we have another team on the other side of the country, the Los Angeles Clippers, that had a chance to determine their path in the playoffs, and they chose to intentionally lose to two of the worst teams in the league, the Houston Rockets, who have the worst record in the league, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, who were desperately trying to have the worst record in the league. The Oklahoma City tanker, call them by the right name. That is right correct. Name. And in the fourth quarter of last Sunday's game, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers tried to have Dan Arturo set a record for getting his shot blocked as many times as possible in a game, and lost that game to ensure that they would avoid the L.A. Lakers. To point Poku. To point Poku. Right, to, to ensure that they would not play the L.A. Lakers for as long as humanly possible in the playoffs. And now we fast forward almost two weeks later, and the L.A. Clippers have lost twice at home and have had their coach say it's much harder to score on the road or at, at home than on the road. So we'll see if that happens in <laughs> Boy, game three. I, that, was, that was one Ty of the – Ty has said like, a couple what, of things Ty, these last Ty, few days that are just – Jeez, like where, what are we – Oh boy, they they came and torched us at our place. But wait till we get to their spot. There's gonna be pressure. really gonna be on in Dallas. Two zero going home. That's right. <laughs> and meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks have gone out and demolished the Miami Heat the past two games. And look, I, I think obviously that first game between these two teams last Saturday was a great game. One of the first games of the playoffs went right down to the buzzer. Uh, went to overtime, and the Bucks escaped from that game with a win. And they have played these last two games like a team that has nothing on their minds and is playing free and easy and loose, and they look awesome. And I think 
it, well, those the way those two teams have approached this, two teams that had a lot of baggage mm -hmm. after last year's playoffs, had stuff hanging over them all season. I think it's instructive of the way these series have gone. And I really love where this Milwaukee Bucks team is at right now. And I have been waiting for this Bucks net series in the second round for months. I think it's got a chance to be a titanic series, the best series of these whole playoffs. And I don't think the Bucs could be in any better position going into them from a mental standpoint than they are right now with the way they're playing and the way they've approached this whole setup by saying, we're not worried about who we're playing. We're just going to go through everybody and win. And I think that's a championship mentality. And I think it's, it's led to the results they've had so far. Well, and Drew Holiday has no Milwaukee Bucks playoff baggage. Uh, you know, PJ Tucker is just a, a, you know, whatever, 15, 20 minute per game guy off the bench for them. But, you know, he's a tough minded dude. He's got, he's got no baggage with, with the Bucks. Um, and you know, the, like you, you can question Giannis, like, uh, you know, c can he be the go-to guy on a championship team? Uh, the, you know, the, the, you can question his skill in terms of a lack of a jump shot, this, that, and the other. I don't think you can question that dude's mental toughness and, and competitive fire. Um, so, you know, but Drew Holiday, I mean, that trade, they, they gave up a million picks for him, and it's it's worth Drew it. Drew Holiday it's worth it because... in this game tonight was plus 41. Yep. In he was Miami awesome. in a must-win game for the Heat, which, by the way, the Heat tend to do well in. Um, yep. Plus 41. And this is, you know, this is the thing about this series – uh, by the way, you know what Giannis was in this game tonight, and I know that I know that this is all circumstantial. I'm not trying to sell, yeah, plus minuses be all end all. I'm just trying to illustrate something. Giannis was plus four. Jeez, plus forty one and plus four in the starting lineup. Now, the thing about this that I think is remarkable is that I don't think Giannis has played that well. I mean, I think, let me take me for a straight. He's played well. He hasn't played great. Well, you know where he's been really impactful is on defense. And one of, one of the things that he's been criticized for in the past is not taking on the, the top assignment on the other team at times because he's probably the mm -hmm. best help defender in the league. Maybe utilize him that way. From the opening second of the series, he has guarded Jimmy Butler. And while Jimmy had made some shots today, he didn't get anything the first two games. And I think that is another way this team has really set the tone in terms of how they've played and they've just taken on the challenge and been awesome. And you couldn't be more right about Drew. I mean, he was unbelievable in this game today. And you think back to last year when you have Eric Bledsoe on the court, you know, just not playing to the level that they need and you turn him into Drew Holiday, it's just an incredibly huge upgrade. And so far he's delivered every single thing they possibly could have hoped for from him in these playoffs. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in Miami, you know, Jimmy has been, you know, they, they look like a team that has definitely suffered from just everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jimmy was just in and out all year. Um, uh, Spolstra made a ch lineup change. He put in Goran Dragic to the starting lineup tonight, uh, trying to get him going. Dragic didn't well, look, play at that the, well. But at the same time, though, remember, again, a week ago, People were saying, like like a lot of people were saying, that he could win the series. And like he oh, yeah, played yeah. well coming down the stretch into the playoffs. Like this, like people are wound up about the, the Nets, you know, destroying the Celtics team that's been ready to stop playing for weeks. And, you know, some of these other series that have gone on. But like the, the Bucs, this was a lot, a lot of people's minds, a toss-up series. And the Bucs are demolishing the Heat. Like, I, you know, I mean, yes, Miami's had a, a long season, but when Jimmy Butler played this season, they're 33-19 and 19 in the regular season. Like, basically, they just were really bad when he was out with, you know, with COVID for a while when he had an injury for a few games. Like, otherwise, they were an elite team in the also, East. They're also, just want to swept say, aside. Also, I want to say something. I don't really think that this is an overwhelming um, narrative, but I saw – I just saw that on Twitter tonight – Victor Oladipo was trending. Oh, I mean, stop. I don't care Laughable. if they're Victor Oladipo or not. They're not, they're not, you know, I mean, that was an unfortunate and a really, really unfortunate for Victor, um, you know, getting that terrible injury going on in contract. 
but it was a flyer. I've seen people say, you know, boy, the Heat decided not to go for James Harden and instead got Victor Oladipo. They got Victor Oladipo for, I don't want to say nothing, but, you know. Close, close, to, close to nothing. Kendrick Nunn was better than Victor Oladipo this year when they were both healthy. Like this, Victor Oladipo was not changing the series. If you go, if you get Victor Oladipo from the 2017-18 season, yeah, maybe that Victor Oladipo would have changed the series. But that, you know, that Tim saw the Rockets a lot this year. That guy didn't play in Houston. He didn't play in Indiana. And when the the few games he played in Miami, he didn't play there either. Well, and he didn't play great in in Houston when he did play. No, that's what I mean. He wasn't. Um, I'm saying oh, yeah, he wasn't Old, Victor Oladipo Old, from yeah, three Oladipo. years ago. Any of those places. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't going to elevate that team. Um, you know, you can you can say they should have really gone all in on Harden. I don't know that they. They like, didn't have the draft picks. They, they had the, what, Yeah, they, they didn't have the picks. The Rockets did like Tyler Hero, who's who's you know all in all been a disappointment this year. But I don't. I think if you put the uh, the Nets deal next to whatever the Heat, kind of the best offer the Heat could have made, us, you know, understanding that Bam Adebayo was not going to be in any offer. Um, you know, I, I even if the Heat would have gone all in, I still think they would have finished second or third in the Derby. Yeah, and um, you know, the, the one thing the Heat had going for them coming into this series was <clears throat> they had been really hot offensively. Um, uh you know, you know, over the last two, three weeks of the season, maybe a little farther. And it was like they had found their stride and, um, you know, that that was going to be their thing, that they were just going to really be able to um, throw in the octane. And they didn't – I don't think they cra- – I know they haven't cracked 100 the last two games. Tonight they didn't crack 90. I can't remember what the score was at the end of regulation on um, – on this, on the opener on Saturday, but they only scored 107 in that game. So the Bucks have brought the defense, which is one of the things that they couldn't handle the Heat on last year. The Heat, you know, and Hero was, you know, otherworldly in that series, but um, he just hasn't been here. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan. That's unlimited high-speed data and five gigabytes of hotspot for just $45 a month. Get nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. So why pay a whole lot for your data when you can get unlimited for a whole lot less? The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. At 60 gigabytes, we reserve the right to review your account for usage in violation of Straight Talk's terms and conditions. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. And you can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with code HOOP1000. Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover nonstop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the king of sportsbooks. So use code HOOP1000 and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app today and sign up. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to enter. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE or text hope and wide 467 In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. So earlier we talked uh, about the Clippers. Um, McMahon uh, 
they're in they're in Dallas. Um, the game that they have Friday night, game three, they're down 2-0 to the Mavs. Uh, by the way, they're down 2-0, and Luka hasn't gone white hot yet. Ooh, he's been pretty yeah, he's damn been hot, good, but, but yeah. I, I mean, seem he... to remember in the, in the playoffs in that series last year, he had, you know, I'm counting on Luca to have a white hot game in this series. My point is they got the two games in LA without Luca having to go nuclear. And if he if he ain't nuclear, I mean he I had mean, 39 he's... points in 38 minutes in game two. I would say that's pretty I don't know. Pretty good. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I said I mean, what I can, said. We can I said we, I said. we can debate the semantics of nuclear. <laughs> um I would say that the their their best chance to stop Luca right now is to foul him. Because he's shooting better from the floor in the three point line than he is from the free Truly throw line. Truly incredible. <laughs> um, and dude, like nobody, Kawhi can't stop him. There was a possession where, you know, Kawhi they they pick and choose when to put Kawhi on him. And game two they did it more often. Game one they barely did it at all. Um, but there was a possession game two late third quarter. Kawhi matches up with him. The Mavericks just clear out that side of the floor and say, "Go to work, Luca." That dude, you know, just backs him down, backs him down, backs him down, gets to his spot, does a little, you know, a little pivot into a dirk one leg fade, swish, and just cool as could be. Paul George, Luca gets wherever he wants against him. Patrick Beverly, at least two times this series, Luca has scored and screamed in his face, "You're too effing small," and he's a thousand percent right. Mark Marcus Morris (laughs) Senior. Luca and got an and one on him the other day and goes, he can't guard me. Nah. Again, he's right. Double team. The Mavericks as a team are shooting 50% from three. Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting 65% from three. But in this they've series. taken a like lot of wide Luka. open. I mean, yeah. Yes. Well, exactly. Because they're you double Luca, boom, boom, boom. They're getting wide open threes off it. Ty Lue and the Clippers have zero answers right now, and they've got King Kong on their back just smacking them upside the head. They've lost five straight playoff games. But I tell you what, though, I mean, they couldn't beat the Rockets or the Thunder. I don't see how they're going to beat the Mavericks. <laughs> All right. Now, let me ask you this. Bon Temps and I talked about this earlier. Obviously, they had a Game 7 last year against the Nuggets. It was a pretty damn important game. But considering what could potentially happen this year if they wash out this first round. Is this game on Friday night one of the biggest games in Clipper history? It's easy to say that because I mean, Clippers have no uh, history. Well, for, I, I was going to say, like, what, what, what is that? Well, the, the question isn't, is it one of the biggest games? The question is, is it the biggest game? And the answer to that is yes. I don't it know is if the it's biggest, biggest, biggest game. game seven last year. It It, but, it is uh, the biggest but, game because of everything that is on the line for this team. I mean, they, so they, they've got Kawhi, you, they've got are, Kawhi's free agency coming up this summer. And look, everybody could say Kawhi's going to stay. He probably will stay. But if he gets swept in embarrassing fashion in the first round, who knows what happens then? And again, this team got put together last year to win a title last year, lost in embarrassing fashion last year, made a ton of changes, said, we're going to come back and do it this year. And then... Now they're in the playoffs and they're getting, you know, they're, they have the potential to go down 3-0 in the first round after setting themselves up to play this team. I mean, yeah, I just, this would be, this would be like, you can't compare I mean, this loss to anything set themselves else. Up to, they, they didn't set themselves up to play the Mavericks as much as they were running. I, I, under, the guys I understand the that, but my point is like, they were, they were making moves in the last weekend of the season, setting themselves yeah. up for a championship run, right? Assuming, you know, assuming the first round was just oh, right. no big deal. We'll breeze through the first that's round. Right. The, 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 the Clippers are, and this was the same thing in the bubble, for a team that has accomplished jack squat, their arrogance is at ridiculous levels. It's like every guy on the team thinks he's got two finals MVP trophies just because Kawhi does. Like what's the, what's the, what would be the, you, what's the comparable loss if they if they lose the series in four or five games, like it's not like they've had any like yes, Serge Ibaka's hurt, but their main guys are all basically healthy. It's not like well, they had some I devastating mean, injury. It's not like yeah. Derek Rose getting hurt against the the Sixers or something. Well, I mean, I, Paul George and Kawhi have been banged up, but 
the oh, way their they, guys are all healthy. They're all playing. Kawhi had a thirty-point half, right? In game two. I, yeah. I mean, I, he, I'm sure me, he's and they, and they were down. Him, but I mean, how can you say he's not? I mean, to me, you probably have to go all the way back to something like the Nuggets beating the Sonics in 95 in the first round in a five-game series. And that, I'm not saying that from the standpoint that, like, I mean, Denver – you can say – I'm not saying – I'm not saying Dallas – well, I'm not saying Dallas is yeah. – I'm not saying – well, yeah, that's right. That's the comparison. That's we it. believe that's Warriors. It's, it's that series. But that series. wasn't the a thing combination the... of two years. No, but I'm just saying – I'm just saying in general – what the Dallas the Dallas team sure was. Well, that was that was yeah, that was. was it was a combination finals. of a finals collapse. Yep. Yep. Oh, you're Remember? right. That's true. Well, and, and yeah, and it, so it's a finals collapse, and they win sixty seven games right. in the Dirk, regular season, the and then just get their. And by the way, it was also a case of some little late season arrogance because uh, the Warriors had given a match. I, I, I think the Warriors beat them every game yes, in the regular season did. that year, they did. I, and. And it was the last game of the regular season. And if the Mavericks win that game, they I think the Warriors were out of the playoffs. Right? It was it was Avery something Johnson, something like that was the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. A- Avery Johnson says, screw it, I'm resting my guys. We'll you know, we'll see him in the first round. And then they saw him in the first round. And that that is that is the comparison, right? And, th- and look, this Dallas team is not uh, obviously an eight seed. They've got one of the best players in the league on it, but it's the same thing in that. Mm-hmm. That team was never expecting to lose, and no one expected it to lose in the first round of the playoffs. And if these guys lose, and especially get swept in the first round of the playoffs after everything that's happened the past two years, yeah, that would be an all-time stain on this team. Hey, are they still? Are are they? Is Paul George's revenge tour still going, or was that just like a January thing? <laughs> oh, Paul. Well, listen. I'm just uh, look. So we, here's the deal. It, it, yes, it's a problem that Luke is the best player in this series, but Kawhi has, you know, I mean, he, Kawhi's been pretty damn good. So that's not the the problem. Is Tim Hardaway Jr. is the third best player in the series, and it's not close. It's not close. Paul George has been. He's not way off P, but it ain't playoff P. He's pretty good P. He played pedestrian he, he played P. Played great offensively know. in game two, but the. In the first but half. But the Clippers' defense was an abomination in that game. And they're, they're, they're knowing yeah, that. They're just, walking, they're just walking into practice shots a lot of the game. It's yeah, just and, one, and, one wide yeah. open shot after and knowing, Right. And knowing all the things on the line and knowing how going down 0-2 would be just devastating, to come out in the second, in, to come out of game two with that mentality defensively, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect. Well, there's a lot of practice shots frankly, because, you know, the coach is responsible no. for motivating the team. You wouldn't think you'd have to motivate them for in game two of a playoff series. You're down 0-1 in, but you know, apparently that's a problem. And, and, and Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic and Rick Carlisle are doing like Allen Iverson and just walking right over Ty Lue. <laughs> Everything he tries to come up with there. It's an easy count. Well, listen, it, they just figured out. We, we have talked a lot about the Clippers, and understandably so. But to your point, McMahon, the Mavs have been awesome these first two games. And like, look, it, I'm I'm not going to predict this is what's happening. But like, would it be super shocking if we wake up six weeks from now and the Mavs are in the finals and this is yes. LeBron 2007? Yes, this is a flawed team. Listen, well, I mean, LeBron I, yeah. in 2000. So is everybody else LeBron in the West? LeBron in 2007 had a flawed team. And they yeah. ended up in the NBA finals. Well, that's true. Listen, one time, one time in NBA history, have the Mavericks left LA, or in franchise history, have they left LA with a two nothing lead in the series? They won the championship that year. That's all I know. So it <laughs> seems to me like a pretty safe prediction. <laughs> well, well listen, just... and 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 look at the like to like McVeigh said, look at the West. There, there's flawed teams all over the place. This is uh, not the Western Conference that the, we've been talking about, you know, all season. But the problem is, you think like. Let's and there's a long way to get there, but just hypothetically speaking, say Mavericks see Lakers in the West Finals. Possibility still wouldn't predict that. The Lakers will be better in the West you're, Finals. You're giving them a win over the Jazz, not only over the Clippers, but the Jazz. No, no, I said hypothetically. I said I wouldn't right. predict it. I said hypothetically. And I'm not. Pre- and to be clear, not, I'm not predicting. I do not have the Mavericks beating the Grizzlies in the. In and to, the next and, to, be, round, and to be clear, I'm not predicting that the Mavericks are going to the NBA Finals either. I'm just saying, like. Stranger things. This is setting up for like we we talked last week about Chris Paul 
having a chance to rewrite the history of his career, right? With a run in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And like Luka Doncic has a chance to make that kind of a run. Because look, every series he goes into, he's going to have an argument to be the best player on the court. At, at minimum, and, until until he sees, the I'm ball. I'm saying an argument, or unless I'm saying I it, say, I'm just saying an argument. Like he's he's one of the top. There's he's one of the. There's, there's not an. He doesn't have an argument against LeBron. You stop. You're the same one. You just no. are you still shining the the crown on Kawhi's head? Just just stop it. LeBron is one of the. Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the league. He's capable of being the best player on the court any night that he goes out on the court. That is my point. I'm saying that he hasn't played his best basketball in this series yet, so I'm you know going to be on that side. But I'm also going to say that I don't know the guy's hitting like thirty foot runners <laughs> and making. I'm it look telling easy. you, I don't think he's played his best basketball yet. Maybe he won't. I'm just saying, I'd be worried about that still being in his bag. What do you you you, you like? What's he need for you to be happy? You got to have like a fifty oh, point triple I, double. What's going on? Yeah, he he can do that. And I also think, and and also to jump back for one second, I do think you're right, McMahon, in that, again, the the longer the Lakers can stay in the playoffs, it at least opens up the possibility that LeBron is springier and bouncier by then. And obviously, that is is the one thing of all these things we're talking about in the West that could really change everything is if he gets back to looking perfectly good again. One thing I will say is, again, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on my 18 years of covering the NBA. I've seen it a lot of times. There's always time. Things change. You know, you, you just when you think sometimes you have playoff series figured out, they pivot. Um, I I have been continually, continually let down by the Clippers. So I'm not sitting here saying that I expect it to happen. But um, well, it's why tomorrow it's why this game is such a massive game. It could you, it could regalvanize them and get them back in the series. It could also put a fork in them. You know, Peter, you know. Also, the Mavs, depending on Porzingis, is always going to be a little shaky because we'll see how, yep. you know, can he stay healthy? Um, I think he's got the protocols all figured out now. <laughs> I, think he, I think he does. So the the, the gentleman's uh, establishment. That was another, that was another classic quote this week. I got confused about the protocols. <laughs> that, was an um, all, that was another yeah. all-timer. <laughs> Well, he, he he was at the strip club with all his friends on the team <laughs> oh, by himself. I, McMahon is just the master of of subtle, not even really subtle, but just like digs at. I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, our guy is some of those guys like. I was gonna say, our guy is not exactly subtle. So, <laughs> I, I, w- I was told that it was. I was told he, he just walked on through. He just walked on through. <laughs> but hey, Lou Lou Williams walked on through to get to the kitchen to order that's, the wings. That's that's true. Maybe. Um, Maybe the wings are. Maybe Listen, the wings. Are I suggested. Good. I said. I suggested on Twitter, and Magic City Kitchen says they're going to take it up. Uh, a buddy of mine, Clarence Hill Jr. from the Four Star Telegram, uh, old Cowboys beat writer, made a Magic City Kitchen joke, and I said, "Look, dude, they've got to like set some picnic tables up outside, make it an outdoor <laughs> dining situation. They can get the they can get the Knicks coming through there. Shoot, they might even be able to get uh, they might even be able to get the Seventy Sixers next round." The way old, 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 I tell you what, I love Trey Young, boy. He's talking that shh, and he's hitting shots. He's selling shoes. <laughs> I mean, they can talk about him balling, but he is a baller. So, Peter Vesey, who long time with the New York Post and also yes. uh, with uh, NBC, he was, he was well known in his column, which was, you know, must reading for decades. The hoop, the hoop du jour. The hoop to your column. He was he would always come up with nicknames. He, you know, some of the nicknames are better than others, but you know, he had a lot of great ones. Um, Joe Barry Carroll. He nicknamed Joe Barely Cares. He next town Larry Brown. Next town Brown. Um, also came probably, up with Larry Legend for Larry Bird. Yeah, probably a many more that I'm forgetting. But he used to call the Clippers the paper clips, and. If the Clippers wash out of this series, considering that this team was, um, we know the way they look on their roster versus their output, mm-hmm. um, you know, with an ode to Pete Vesey, this is the paper. This would be the paper clips era. This this team would be the absolute but, paper. But clips. is this is this championship or bust? We'll have to wait till Paul George uh, lets us know. But, after let, me, let me just say. Let me just say. I don't think 
I don't think Kawhi's going anywhere. I really don't. I don't either. And for for ge- geographical and financial reasons. Yeah, and, and I also, you know, Paul George. I'm not, you know, let's see what happens in this series. Like I said, I there's room there for it to be turned around, but I, I'm not sure. Like, you know, because I know that if the if the if the Mavs lose this series, people are going to be like, all right, well, you know, Paul, trade Paul George. But I, I don't know what the trade is that is going to change their scenario. Well, and also it's like, okay, trade Paul George. Um, who's giving up huge value for that? And that well, kind you're of, not like getting a player. Mavericks fans when they, right. It's like Mavericks fans when they get all mad at Porzingis or, you know, recognize that Porzingis and Luca are, you know, aren't on the best of terms a lot of the time or, or whatever. It's like trade Porzingis. Like, okay, do you realize that every team in the NBA knows what his contract is, knows his medical history, like sees the income, like all the warts that make you want to trade the guy or that's also the reason you're not going to get back great value. Well, listen, I, I think Paul George is still an excellent player. And I think if they wanted to trade him, they could get a lot for him in a trade. But the, the issue with this team for like, for as much as the playoff B jokes are funny, the issue with this team well, it's somewhat on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It's just as much on the fact that the rest of the team is pretty flawed. And again, go back to last year. What was it, dude? What was it? Luke Kennard's in year one of a sixty-four million dollar deal nice. and hasn't He's stepped on the floor. Zero. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't started zero. it yet. Whatever. They trade for him yet. and extend yeah, him. They they trade for Marcus Morris and re-sign him. He has not been good. Serge Baca, I really like the move. He is now not healthy. Patrick Beverly has not been good. I mean, look, we go back to last year. Go back to last year. What was the biggest issue with this team in the playoffs? A, it was Doc playing Montrez Harrell. That was not a problem after they fired Doc and Montrez Harrell, they were not going to resign. The other problem was their offense would continually fog down in the second half of games and they would just stand around and do nothing. And they did nothing to well, address and, that. And Paul George was cracking no, I, listen, the back But, but that was after they would get up in every game and then their offense would grind to a halt, right? And what did they do to fix that? They did nothing. Like their big move was to trade, trade for Rajon Rondo yeah. at the well, deadline. And I would say, and I know that Ibaka is hurt. He's been hurt the whole second half of the year with a back injury. But I'm watching him the other, and it's bothering him right, again. But I'm watching him the other night, you know, trying to come up with something to try to win that game, and Ibaka's not out there. And Rondo's not out there, and those were well, their and, biggest moves. And the the Ibaka thing's really problematic because I like Zubats, but it, he keeps getting switched on to Luca, and it's just not fair. Like if Luca's hitting a step back, just forget it. Well, they keep doing these soft and switches, especially and it's like what do you like? Don't do that. Yeah, just don't do that when he's out there. Like they just kept doing the same thing yeah. over and over again. And then after the game, Ty Lue was like, "Yeah, you know, Zubats really killed us when he was out there." It's like, or you guys could try something else. I don't know. Like, if every time you're just going to have them get set up guarding Luca, like, yeah, it's probably going to end pretty badly, you know. Well, and 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 you know, they start the series out, and they're like, well, okay, we're going to put Kawhi and Porzingis because then when they run the pick and roll, the you know, with those two guys, we'll just switch it. And Rick's like, fine, Porzingis, go stand thirty feet from the hoop. Uh, we'll play four on four. Uh, who who's Zubas? Okay. Dorian Finney-Smith, come on, you're the one setting right. the screen, and so like you know, there's they're going to be able to hunt him uh, regardless. And and look, they've got four shooters around Luke in that starting lineup. Like Dorian Finney-Smith has become a really good three point shooter. Maxi Kleber, same thing. And those are two great developmental stories. Um, Hardaway is just. I mean, he's going to get well, paid. Listen, Tim, They're going to have to pay him. We, we've talked a bunch this year, right? They made that Josh Richardson for Seth Curry swap, thinking he would help their defense, and it really hurt their offense because yeah. for the second straight year, Josh has not been a consistent three-point shooter outside of Miami. And so, like you said, putting Tim Hardaway back in that starting lineup, now you're back to basically the same core group with Seth, uh, you know, Tim in there instead of Seth that had the best offensive rating in the history of the league last year, right? Well, it was Tim last year too. They've just gone back to playing a bigger lineup with with Cleaver playing next to Porzingis. Right, true. And look, give give Rick some credit. There's been, you know, it it's not just been a smooth ride this year. 
And and late in the season, like the last week of the regular season, he made the call. We're sticking with Hardaway in the starting lineup. This is when Kleba got yep. uh, back and healthy. And uh, Josh Richardson, I I know uh, you're represented by Bill Duffy, who also represents Luka Doncic. So this could be complicated, but you're coming off the bench. You're now our fourth guard. And, you know, I know you've got a, a player option this year. It's not ideal for you. And Richardson admits he didn't like it, but – he also, you know, look, it's playoff time. He's not pounding about it, and he's actually, you know, helped them in a limited role in this series. Well, Friday night is a really important game for the Clippers. Really, really, really important. And if Dallas can win it, uh, how many fans are going to be in that building, McMahon? What's the... I mean, I think they're going to have them, like, seated up, hanging from the rafters. I mean... Like, like it, it, near full capacity is right. the way they put it in the well, press release. Well, um, you know, in watching the Laker game at Staples tonight, I know they had 7,000 people in there, but and, it's 16,000 minimum. Yeah. So Basically, you know, these but, near, these quote unquote near capacity arenas are just not accounting for the seats. They're not putting around the benches where they used to have play or have seats. My point players. is, it's every other seat is full. My point is, it's going to be a tough environment. Uh, oh, it's a Friday, see. a Friday, a Friday night in Dallas. It, people are going to be having a good time. It's going to be, it's going to be a rowdy atmosphere, for sure. Um, well, and let's hope it's at least within reason, uh, because the NBA has had a rough week as far as fans that is go. True. Same thing in Boston, also, uh, where there will be another and rowdy look, atmosphere. And, 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 and by the way, there's history with the Clippers with Pat Beverly. Kind of the the Maverick super fan, their 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 store brand, yep. uh, Jimmy Goldstein. You know he he was banned for the for the rest of the season a couple of years ago for, you know, yelling "f your mother" at Pat Beverly. If I'm just saying, he sh- that guy should not Look, be back in this, and he should not be in this arena. That that's that would be poor taste. This at is best. this. Is, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to enforce because you got fans out there, but it's actually it's simple. You you protect the players. You protect the players. And and you know what? If fans, I I think that teams should have a. It sh, there should be a list that's publicly available of people who get ejected from arena. If you're going to act like an ass, your name should, you know your name should be released publicly. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we had this spate of things happen with Trey Young getting spit on and John Morant's uh, family. You had that story today. John Morant's family being treated poorly in Utah, and uh, obviously Russ getting the popcorn dumped on him. Again, this it's a simple it's a simple rule: protect the players. And I do think that the league and the teams have reacted. All these people got banned, and I think you know they're trying to establish a deterrent and stuff like that. Um, so I have an idea: like if you spit or throw something at somebody, I think the player should be allowed to post game. You can put like the twenty four second clock on. <laughs> And the fan has to stand in the paint with the player. You can't leave the paint for 24 seconds. Now, the player also w- would have the right in in, in this scenario. It sounds like a bad Jeff because... Van Gundy rant in the middle of a blowout. <laughs> no, I, this is a good idea. I think the league office should seriously consider this. The player should have the right to tag team a teammate. Because like Trey Young, I, I love Trey Young's game. No disrespect. I think a fan could go 24 seconds in the paint with him, probably. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know who it would be. Like I'd have to. I'd have Man, to really just consider. like what is what is happening? No. What is happening hey, for twenty four hours? This is what's happening. What is Gallinari? Gallinari's got a what mohawk is, now. What is, so I might what is happening in. for twenty four seconds of the paint? I want to know what's happening. If if you're in the paint with Russell West for for uh, with, with Russ for twenty four seconds, I'm guessing that he's gonna beat your ass for all twenty. <laughs> he's gonna land about hundred twelve shots. Them hands, I bet you, real quick. <laughs> I'd tell you this. I wouldn't want to find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I promise you this. Old, old popcorn dude, he doesn't want 24 seconds. No. Uh, he almost got 24 seconds, too. Uh, it took like four guys to hold Russ back, and he had a bad ankle. Uh, but he, I, yeah. he might have scaled that. Um he might have scaled that uh, that decided that yeah. uh, wall to get up there. Don't don't be a don't be a jerk. It's a pretty good uh, philosophy to go by. And life. by the way. I know that it's, it's hard on the players. Or, or that. <laughs> the, the players have, have to have the professionalism to to not react. I mean, not react is the wrong word. They they can't 
take matters into their own hands. That's their responsibility. They, they can't. Yeah, you can't have malice That's at the palace. But what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to do when you dump popcorn on a guy who is clearly? Well, Russ is Russ is in a competitive mode. He's heated, like because this is happening a lot. Um, You know, he's a guy a lot of people don't like. But um, you know, the players do not. uh, Nothing shall touch the players. You shall not touch them. You shall not throw anything that touches them. Um, When it comes to heckling. Obviously, there's certain things that uh, cross the line and offend people who were within earshot. Um, you know, but you know, th- there's a little bit of a different standard. But you know, this again, this is very easy. The player cannot be touched, or anything touch the player. Um, I don't think there's much of a thing and, to say and, about and, that. And don't you know make lewd comments to a player's mom? Like, who raised these people? Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening to the Hoop Collective podcast. Thank you to Bontemps. Thank you to McMahon. Thank you to Tony, our producer who stayed up late. Thanks for listening. We'll be in touch with you early next week, and um, we'll still be calling them the paper clips. Have a great uh, weekend, everybody. Adios, amigos. you love a chance to save some money on car insurance geico can help switch today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts it's easy simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote and get started seeing how much you could save with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.